Welcome to this episode of insightful knowledge that will be beneficial to everyone seeking to evolve in this current time. We live in the age of information, and I'm not sure if anyone is actually, well, they have. And they have, I'm sure, contemplated what this means to live in the age of information. Not just like young people or millennials, but like people who were the generation just before the millennials and beyond had the ability to see a lot of progress over time as the age of information had developed. So I'm not sure if the age of information for some people just might mean information that we're getting just like thrust at us type thing, such as like smart technologies, right? They've come about and ideally they're there to help enhance what we do. And there are a lot of apps potentially that are there to help in self-development, et cetera. Quite technically, if you use a smartphone right, you can really be more advanced and quicker too, if you use it the right way and have the right apparatuses on your device. But if you're using it for distractive methods, then it's actually very destructive to the self, the mind, the soul, and development. And you actually become less intelligent, <laughs> interestingly. It's as if you can't answer or do something without the machine actually telling you. So now you've become the slave to the machine because your own mind isn't able to or doesn't want to think on its own. Potentially not using it right for people to really lose sight. And society on a whole has an opportunity to see this time that we're in the age of information, including the industrial age and uh, the enlightenment era. It would mean that we have an opportunity to evaluate everything we've done over the past hundred years. How then can society on a whole make good use of this time in the age of information? Well, this is the best time to get into self-development if that's the case. Like there's no greater subject than the self at this time if you've never made yourself your greatest subject to study. Because what more should you know than the self? You know what I'm saying? So for me at least several years ago, that ideology you know, came into my mind when Actually, it was way before university or just in either the first year or so. And I was contemplating the future and just all that I could do and all the areas of subjects that one would take time to become doctors in and masters of. And I thought, huh, something. People are masters of all these subjects, but so very little people are masters of themselves. And so there are people who do know themselves they are people who might be well contained in themselves you know however when i say master of oneself it would mean to know oneself in all facets like if you didn't have anything if you had not anything if you had to you know live a life for six months out there to learn information organically through contacts with people or uh, nature 
and most importantly, internal self-reflection. Who would you be? Like, would you know, would you have that same sense of self, pride, confidence, um, identity even, of who you say you are based on what you're doing currently? You feel, you know, comfortable in yourself this way. And you might even do it very well. You might be the top of, you know, your industry or, you know, doing very well in your academic studies, however you might put it. However, mastering oneself in terms of connection to self, nature, and creator with purpose is a next level of mastery. And this age of information gives people this ability to, to do just that, is get to that next level of self-mastery. And anyone can do this. The, the person who's struggling to overcome whatever you know trauma they've gone through in their lives, on any level, from the lowest of what society wants to call what might be the lowest. But for somebody who might be in a position where society is calling the lowest, I'd like you to hear me right now when I'm saying to you, that might, the position you're in is a same position just as anyone else across, could be anyone else across different classes um, or various people across different classes. The difference is that they have faculties in which to um, facilitate or compensate or help them look better, <laughs> right? Let's take, for example, celebrities. Look at how many celebrities have passed away due to drug overdoses or hanging themselves or suicide. Now, I don't know for you, but again, for Age of Information, I look at this as information and say to myself, like, hmm, well, look at that there. These celebrities who fans are worshiping are killing themselves. How does this make sense? Then I ask, why are people looking up to people who kill themselves? So this is what the age of information does. You have the ability to question what you see to make it make, to, to find what makes sense, right? Not to carry about um, haplessly, uh, unthoughtful or unaware of what's happening. Right? So all, all these celebrities, if, if, if life was so good for them, do you get what I'm saying to you? Where you are, you only meant to feel bad about it. I don't know why yet. I don't know why you get the worst brunt of it. I think it's to compensate for those others, to put a blame onto someone else and say, look, these are the people who are to blame or you know that kind of thing. So there are some elements that people in this category that are suffering that are labeled to be at the bottom or undesirables. Um, there's a sense of humanity and heart to them because they've got to see the pain and struggles like some on one end can be extremely cruel and vile and you know can carry over that essence there that can play society which shouldn't and there are others that just can't figure out how to get out of it they're just continuously going through it but when you speak to them on a one away you hear their heart for real and then they go back into the world again so it's interesting how these people's, their minds are stuck um, being controlled by some other entity. No different than people's minds being controlled by technology, right? Just having to go after that technology all the time to find an answer. Well, what happened to your self-answer? Growing up, I remember my family, my parents used to, when driving, would have, um, particularly my mom too, she loved her pearlies. And because she particularly loved going on road trips and I was there to go with her. So. Wherever we went, 
that curly was there and I'd sit down and watch. And I remember one time she taught me through it. I don't remember. I asked her, she showed me, let me show you how to do your math type thing. And school did too, but she was showing me with the thing. I was like, oh, let me try. And I would, so by she, me being with her on the road trip and her passing me with the curly, I now got to find out like how to properly read that map. And it's not as easy as one might see and or think, but for some people it could be. But for me, originally it was like, how do I know which way is left and right on the map? It was like, Oh, okay. Then figuring it out was was challenging, but also exciting. And then when I accomplished that, it was like, okay, I know how to read the curly map and no directions from north, south, east, west. Because my mom taught me, like, you, you know, when you're somewhere, you've got to know which way is north, south, east, west, so you can help better navigate you if you get lost or something like that. So I kept that teaching with me, and I love that curly book. I really wish that Curly's had come out with its own computer, its own phone, its own Google, and everything else. Because Curly's had it like. Seriously, that should have been the GPS to go into cars. It's the original. So that's just my opinion out there. And why I mention this is because try driving with somebody right now in a car. They don't know where they're going. They need a GPS to tell them. I'm just like, this is awkward because if it turns off, you don't know where you're going. We've got to know on our own just as much as we're going to expect the computer to know or to rely on that. So this is what I mean about the age of information where people um, are, are turning over that information dependency onto computers, just the same way as an addict turning over that dependency to that drug. And you guys are both losing, these people are all losing their sense of self to their true self and nature, right? And with the reset community, we'd like to return people to that sense of nature, okay? And, and tap into purpose. So the residents, that I've had to meet and enjoy exchanging, you know, stories with or ideas of what can happen for upliftment. And particularly where I'm doing field studies right now, they've shared a background or the community, what they've had, and it's gone through various changes from having no grass to having grass to before having a community garden, but then fell into um, a deplorable state because there was not there was no one there to really operate properly. And so that disappeared. Um, what else did they say? It was briefly mentioned that they did do 6,000 signatures based on issues that are current still today. And I have mentioned this in a previous, in another podcast. So, and, and when I asked what came of that and well, we could still see within the communities, not much. Um, what else did they share? In many cases, in this particular area of the field study, they said in some particular capacities there were things that were a lot worse in terms of the residents and their mental capacity. It seems many of the residents were very um, poor morale and were conducting themselves in a manner that was obstructing to peace within the environment for other residents. And that included throwing things off the balcony that you just don't want to get into. If your mind can go there and imagine what, yes, it was there. <laughs> Um, I think everything but the kitchen sink, but I have heard about a few big items that have fallen over there and I mean, clean glass and um, what do you call it? organic body part piece, not parts on, you know, whatever you want to take that into, however it would be described. Um, so these are some of the things that they said, but there's still lingering management issues along with infrastructure development issues or breaking down of the property, um, eroding, erosion, um, so much more and this is what i'm going to get into right now that the residents are currently experiencing and um 
I hope I don't forget anything, but if I have, I will, in my next podcast, include, or another podcast, include what some of those items that we're missing on. Um, so I've already mentioned some of them already, which was the the rotting of some of the, or many of the, the metal pieces around. Um, asbestos would probably be here as well. There's very linger, a very long-standing issue when it comes to pests. Um, these include mice, bed bugs, uh, roaches. They've been within the buildings like this for a long time. I will say that there was a previous counselor within this area who did make mention that many of these buildings should be torn down. And I feel also that because of profits for the landlords that they were going to do for the renovations, that they were more in favor of somebody who was going to let them continue to develop rather than to tear down and rebuild again. That's just what I'm feeling because when now that I've done my research and heard what he's had to say, which is that these buildings are terrible. Um, they need to be broken down because they're 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 infested and, and the metals, everything. He said it, he called it, and because his expressions of his thoughts on Negro people was not appreciated by the community, they didn't see him fit to be any further representing, is the way I look at it. But when you break down what this counselor has had to say, I will go into that really quickly just before the resident issues, which was one, the buildings within the, this community and expanding within the ward and neighboring ward is that these buildings need to be torn down and rebuilt. And it would have been a good idea because it would have allowed for um, redevelopment in a better way. The only issue is that the residents there would have been dispersed. Now, if had there been a plan like what my company, when I came here and I saw what was happening, we presented a plan uh, to different companies, especially one that does like urban development planning. And our, our concept was to um, redevelop this in a more family eco-friendly way. This was before the reset community and all of the issues that were coming up actually. <laughs> um, the idea was to, you know, help provide areas that were going through regentrification for the residents to not be tossed out. That was our main objective. Through previous research and analysis and strategy, and being that I'm a person who loves solutions, which is why I got into the business that I do in providing solutions, I saw an opportunity to do a solution here. And that's how the concept for the exit housing strategy came up because I realized one of our problems that we're facing in systemic racism is that these developments keep coming up. They find reasons as to why they have to tear it down. Oh, excuse me. Like the children have said, I'm going to say that um, I have another podcast dedicated to it's all about the renovations and these children, when they speak about the issues that they face, oh my goodness, they're so brilliant in how they express themselves and their dissatisfactions and how they, uh, what they see. And one of them was so brilliant when he said, but hey, they've got to do what they've got to do because it's all about the renovations, right? And this person is like, not even 10, probably nine or 10, anyhow. So these are the, the issues that I, I previously have noticed before even coming here or even getting to meet this young man just recently who said what he said. And that is when it comes time for renovations or having to break down or social, some type of social issues, 
this is an opportunity to, again to solve the negro problem and take up all these negroes and toss them out somewhere and have them dispersed and again going through the cycle of different areas where they'll fall into where they will continue a good percentage to be a negro problem so i saw this and i said you know what this was even before I was a systemic racism explorer. It was just from a business standpoint. And my business was always about social innovation. How can we provide solutions to people? And it's imperative, I should say, that most companies should be about social innovation. Your company should not be harming other people at this day and age. We've recognized what it has done to everyone else in history. And we know that it, overall, most people know it doesn't work, except for those that committed the acts. And it's not acceptable. So the issues that, you know, with the renovations and residents being thrust everywhere and having to go through being uprooted, I thought, you know, in business, you can't really stop some business designs in development. There are some things you have to assess and, and community and audience really have to hear this because this is the part that you need to get to better comprehend how to be a better citizen or be a community member. And that is in business. There's the cost factor, right, and time. When they allow an area to go underappreciated for so long, and all of these issues continue to go on, they actually become like a political tool. And again, they become tools for what? Eco problem. And again, politicians use these again to get votes, which are quite necessary. But what's happening is that the people who are being uprooted out of their homes are suffering as a result of this, right? And there's been many instances like in Toronto in a place called Regent Park, where they went through gentrification there and they were promised in some capacity, something else. And while some people did get to return to the new developed areas, there was there were a lot of other people that were completely displaced. They were completely displaced. And so that touched my heart. That made me be like, oh my gosh, this hurts so bad. Like, not so bad, but, like, oh, but it's just, Disturbing is the best way to say it. And in reviewing what's happening across the US and other places as well, I was like, you know what, this is happening to us too much. It's all right. So again, being about social innovation, da, 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 I incorporated this exit strategy solution as a method to say, well, we have we, we can't help having to shuffle people around sometimes. And that's the part of this I had to realize through history. Some of it's going to be necessary. Like the capital of Jerusalem wasn't where it was before. Do you know what I mean? Um, the capital of Washington wasn't originally the capital, I believe it was Philadelphia. So things have to shuffle sometimes, but the people should, should not suffer. So this is where we came up with the housing strategy, exit strategy, where if, if, if let's say this previous counselor had had a plan like this, I would have said for him to, that would have supported him better because it would have said to the residents from a business standpoint, where, where you're gonna benefit more. Do you want to stay in a residential building that's going to continue to provide more problems because they've renovated the units but there's still problems with the with the rodents and all these other lingering issues that are embedded in the building so what makes more sense from a business standpoint are you going to keep renovating putting yourself from a business standpoint in errors of getting infractions 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 and residents unhappy 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 just for one set of people to make money when if you had torn them all down, rebuilt the establishment, created an exit strategy plan for these residents where they would have found a place of home that was peaceful and right because it was properly done this way, everyone would have been happy. What would have been redeveloped would have been more family, eco-friendly, which is what is needed anyway. 